This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Legitimately the craziest day of crazy I ever remember. <laughs> crazy. You know what I'd love to do, seriously? Uh, I mean, we've, we've for some time had a pretty good relationship with Sean Hannity. Yeah. I would love to get Sean on the show and just see how he's uh, you do, huh? processing all this. That's a good request. 888-727-BECK <laughs> is the phone number. You wouldn't want to talk to him? Uh, you wouldn't no, want to have I, Sean I, on the show? I mean, I don't think that's... Uh, Try to come together. Let's see if we can have a meeting I, of the minds. I, I, I like this idea, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. give it, it may be December-ish. December really? feels like the right time for it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> really? maybe, like maybe January. On this show, you wouldn't have him on now? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd love have that. On. I'd be fine having him on. Um, I, I, mean, I don't I, think he would. I don't think I he would. I don't think he would. All. But, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a tension yeah. uh, between uh, the, the never-Trump people and the... Uh, I mean, you know, look... Uh, if I don't I, describe myself that way. I, I guess I, I am that, but I don't I push do. that. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I think I I have no... I, I understand, you know... Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's an idea that, uh, you know... You know, Brad Thor today, you know... I guess if you're going to... You know, Brad Thor was never Trump, and now he has to say, well, I'm reconsidering my never Trump, which means your never Trump didn't exist. Mm-hmm. It, it was... Ne- never has a meaning to it. There's a word there, <laughs> and it means something. What word? Well, never. Trump? Are you talking about the Trump no, part? No, I'm talking about the other Trump part. Trump does of it. mean yeah, something. It means the, the man whose name. It means winning. Is is what it means. Right. Winning. It means winning? It does. That's Trump it. Because the winning. I'm really getting tired of all this winning. <laughs> um, but I mean, again, this is uh, the second time he's flip flopped and, and, and changed his campaign in two months. It's obviously a disaster. I mean, you could say he's. People keep saying, yeah, well, Dukakis was up in 1988. And well, look, these things happen. Um, it's possible to turn around, but no one puts themselves in this position. Put themselves in this position intentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this has gone horribly awry for How Donald Trump. How do you say Trump. that? How? Because it's How? true. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So you can I, back it up. That's fine. Yeah, because I because yeah. every, every and I guess you kind of did to it. Uh, <laughs> it's, so it's a little bit weird. I mean, I you know I understand um, someone who would who would reconsider, uh, you know, and think maybe voting for Donald Trump was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I, I will say this to you, though, if you were thinking that way, if you were thinking, you know what, I'd love to have Evan McMullen, but he's not going to win. He had no chance. Uh, and he's, yeah, would I vote for him? Yeah, sure. But I'm not going to do it uh, because I want I don't want Hillary to win. OK, I, I, I'm fine with that. And again, I don't you know, I, I'm fine with that. Are you saying that because you know that Evan McMullen is on the phone right now? He's on the phone right now. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, I guess Evan McMullen has called in. He's uh, he's on the phone. And uh, 
Did we line this up or did Evan just call in? Well, we, we, I don't know. Well, this is a surprise to me, but uh, to I'm being told well. that he's actually on the phone now. Uh, Evan McMullen, if you, if you don't know, is uh, he's he was a, uh, a House advisor, right? Uh, House of Representatives uh, political advisor. Um, he has uh, thrown his hat into the ring. He's on in yeah. two states at least, right? Yeah, working on a third, I know. Working on a third. Um, more than that, I'm So sure. he's going Utah Let's- and Colorado to block. <laughs> Let's get the, uh, the the picture here. Evan, yes. you with us? Evan? Evan, you there? We haven't seen. Oh we, we normally test our phone line a uh, little bit <laughs> later than this. this is so difficult. Oh my gosh! So difficult. So every I, single time, because we always we test, test them first. Literally every day we test them to make and sure that works. this doesn't happen, and it always works. And then of course today we're when gonna we, take a when call. We call. It doesn't work. Okay, right, well, I'm hearing some static. Evan, are you there? And right. the answer is So we'll no. come back to Evan okay. in a few minutes here. Let's okay. finish up what we're talking about. My point here is, though, if you're never, a, 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 a never, you don't like Trump and you don't mm-hmm. want him to win, and you think, man, I'd rather have Evan McMullen or Gary Johnson or whoever your other opportunity would be, but you don't think they're going to win, there is a, a chance, right? There's a mm-hmm. chance, as a, there's 9 million pounds of static in my ear, uh, there, mm-hmm. uh, there is a chance, right, that you can change your mind. And a lot of people might say, you know what, I'm going to come out, I'm, I'm going to wind up voting for Trump because I just don't want Hillary to win. Fine. But shouldn't you do everything you can until you walk into that voting booth to vote for to get your guy elected? Maybe. Who knows what happens? There's, you're not voting today. Mm-hmm. If you want to change your mind, do it in the voting booth during the election. It doesn't matter. The polls, then the polls will be wrong and your guy will succeed. And everyone said, shock the world. Trump will win. But I mean, why do people feel the need to now when they don't want Trump to win, to get rid of the chances of any other candidate? And then come to the table and announce it as if, like, now I'm making this important stand. Make that important stand in the, in the, in the voting booth if you want to. But throwing your support to him now makes no difference. What's, why are you doing that? Why mm. wouldn't you fight for a better option until you didn't have one? I, 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 don't, I don't understand know. the process. I, re- I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because uh, Trump is not going to pivot. Is, is that possible? Maybe he's so impressed by the fact. Maybe Brad Thor loves the fact that Donald has just made this announcement that he's now reconsidering? I, I, I'm not sure. But here's uh, Donald Trump talking to a Wisconsin reporter yesterday about pivoting his campaign. Your supporters say they love the way you talk. You talk from the heart. You say it how you say it. And that's worked. But um, in Wisconsin, the polls are, are not showing that. You're behind Hillary Clinton in the latest polls. Do you need to change up your tactics to adhere or you know, appeal to the general election public crowd? Or? Well, possibly I do. But you know, I, I am who I am. It's me. I don't want to change. Everyone talks about, oh, well, it's you're like going to pivot. You're going to. I don't want to pivot. I mean, you have to be you. If you start pivoting, oh, you're not be being me. honest with people. And because I've heard this over the years, and uh, you know, with politics, with general politics, also having to do with me. No, I am who I am. I I've gotten here in a landslide, and we'll see what happens. I mean, in the He's end, uh, don't forget when I lost Wisconsin, mm-hmm. it was over for Trump, except for one problem. I then went on a. Very good run, but um, no, I am who I am. You were leading. What are you talking about? It was over for Trump. You were winning the election. It wasn't over for Trump at all. I mean, you were actually still ahead. Why would it be over for you? God, this guy literally (laughs) can't get through a sentence without lying. He had his freaking home state coming up next, right? Wasn't it New York that was next? I don't remember the exact It was was certainly the East Coast that was next, and everybody knew he was going to win those states. Yeah. Everybody knew it. um, And And we said it. Beyond that, here is a guy who goes on national television, and now he's saying, oh, well, I'm not going to pivot. I'm not going to pivot. I am who I am. 
you told us multiple times you can turn into anything you want when it becomes that time. You yourself were yes. the source yes. of the story of that you would, that you, you could pivot into a general Not election could, candidate. He, he will be he changing will. very quickly. Yeah, he, he I'll be, you'll, you'll see that I'll be changing very quickly. Well, and now all of a sudden he is who he is. He's not going to change. I, I don't. I, he. I don't know. I, I'm buying some of these stories that he wants to lose. I, uh, I'm starting yeah. to think it, it might be true. I mean, you know, there were some Michael Moore who is a fat bastard. I can't stand, but. He was making some kind of claim like he had some inside information. And he said Trump, he said the same thing that tr- that uh, some of Trump's former people have said. And that's that he w- was enamored of the idea of running for president to increase his business brand. He never wanted to be president. He didn't expect to get to this place. And we've talked about it a million times. But he says it's absolutely true. And I, you know, this is one of the few things I believe from Michael Moore because it makes sense. Yeah, I... I- I, I tend to agree at some level with that. The, 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 Trump's, the Trump uh, insider's response to this is, look, we didn't uh, – we, we, it's not that we didn't think we were going to win. We were surprised that we got out to, this, to a big lead. We thought it was going to take a while for us to have any sort of run, and we were surprised that no one attacked us. Um, I don't think that's true. My belief and it's is it's not true that no one attacked him. Some people no, did. Not, yeah, yeah. I think he was. I think the quote was something like they didn't come after him as hard as they thought they would. But and, and, and until the very end, obviously mm-hmm. at the end, Cruz and Rubio were really going after him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for a while they weren't. Um, I. Um, you look at the way that this came down. I tend to agree with the idea that he started it with. I want to be taken seriously. I want uh, to increase my power. Mm-hmm. I want to increase my business. Mm-hmm. I want all of those things. Uh, where I fall off of the of that a little bit is now that he's close. Now, once he thought, "Holy crap, I can actually win this thing," I think he's in. I think he wants to win. I mean, he's doing a terrible job, but remember, he's not. This is he's not good at this. He hasn't mm-hmm. been good at this since the beginning. He won in a 17-person field as a giant celebrity with $3 billion of free media. I mean, you know, uh, I don't think that he's capable of being a good candidate. I don't think he's capable of it. We'll see what happens. But every report today talking about how the Breitbart guy, the freaking Breitbart guy, is now running the campaign for Donald Trump. Talks about how Breitbart has been, and we all knew that they were working together. Obviously, they were I mean, you know, it was essentially a campaign site and has been for since the beginning of this campaign. Um, but he was advising Trump behind the scenes and he was encouraging him uh, to run as a full out nationalist. Now, a nationalist is an interesting word. Obviously, we've seen some of uh, his proposals, which have seemed pretty socialist to me. So if you were to combine uh, the nationalist idea with a socialist idea, you'd have a. What would you call that? I mean, if you just didn't want to say uh, a national na- socialist over and a NASA, over again. A NASA. A, na- a NASA. Nationalist. A, na- a, nas- a nas- national nas- social. Na- not. A nas- so, um, nas- you could use nas- the. So, na- Nazi. Natsai. Natsol. 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 I can't think of the exact word. Nazel? Nazel? Maybe that. Well, he is the grand nozzle. 
Hmm. Um, which is uh, maybe that's it. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a real word. Why don't we? Uh, yeah. Why don't we take an yeah. early break here and on the other side come back and see if we can get Evan McMullen on the line? Okay, I think we can. Um, yeah, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. Before we uh, break, I want to tell you about my Patriot Supply. Uh, they do a great job building uh, your emergency food supply. Uh, we're talking about a ninety nine dollar package, which will supply you with food. Uh, to prepare for, for any what, emergency. An hour and a half? No, not for an hour and a half. This is not Jeffy. Oh. It's an hour and a half Jeffy time, but it's four weeks of ne- normal human eating time. Wow. Uh, it's a, uh, and it lasts up to 25 years, so you can store it safely. Mm. It's going to taste really uh, delicious, and it's, uh, it's inexpensive, and it's a great step to take to prepare your family. Yeah, you don't need one of those grinders. You know, I, I, we used to talk about this all the time. In the early days of our food storage, uh, where we you know, stocked up for a year on beans and wheat and barley and that kind of stuff. Mm. And I always used to say to my wife, what are we going to do with this? Well, you grind the wheat <laughs> into flour. You don't have to. You know, you're not going to want to do that if the situation arises. And you don't have to. And this is going to be so delicious. I mean, they've got emergency pizza. So go to preparewiththeblaze.com or just give them a call today at uh, 888-411-5290-888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Go there now. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Phone number. Wonderful technical day here on the Pat and Stu Show. Uh, ben Sass has an interesting tweet he just uh, put out. A TV network is a logical way to monetize a brand. <laughs> Isn't Wait, it? Wait, what? Anyone want to bet against a claim that a new cable network will launch soon after November 9th? <laughs> uh, it's an interesting uh, question. Maybe uh, Evan McMullen will have an answer to that. Evan, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good to be with you. <laughs> what do you think about Ben Sass's idea of a potential new cable network after November 9th? Well, well, look, I, I think Ben Sass is a good American, and he's one of the, the few who have had uh, some courage to stand up to Donald Trump, and um, I'm, I'm a, a big supporter of Ben's. You know, I, I think that Donald Trump continues to, to demonstrate to the American people that he's either not serious about this at all or incapable of being competitive against Hillary Clinton. I think he's a total train wreck. And to be honest, today and what's happened over, overnight and today with his campaign just confirms it and I think should confirm in, in the minds of, uh, of Americans who are interested in stopping Hillary that we need to get serious now and get about the business of stopping her. Donald Trump is not going to be able to do that. Let's move on. Let's figure out a strategy to get that done because we cannot let her back in, or we cannot let her into the White House. Part of part of the accomplishing that is, uh, you know, having a candidate, the, an alternative candidate that we can vote for first. That's for, right. For me, I cannot vote for the libertarian uh, Gary right. Johnson, far too liberal. Uh, and uh, the rest of them are, are either crazy or or just uh, socialist or communist. I, I, I just I such an awful field. And then you got in and but your problem has been you're not on ballots in any state until recently. Right. So why don't you talk, talk to us about 
the state you're on and where you stand about getting on in more states. Yeah, so so it's true that we're entering this at a late stage, but you know, I hope like many, many other Americans that somebody more credible and better for this country than Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton would step forward, somebody with national name ID. That didn't happen. So at this at this last hour where I thought we could still um, we could still make a difference and, and, and prevail, I've gotten in. Very quickly within the first few days we got on to uh, Colorado's ballot. That's a very important state for us. Nice. And Utah, that's another very important state. Okay. Uh, then the Independence Party of Minnesota nominated me, and they're going to be helping us onto the ballot in Minnesota. That's also a critical state. We're close in Iowa. We'll have good news coming there, I believe, very soon. Uh, then a, a number of other states, uh, Tennessee, Louisiana, will come too soon. Uh, then we've got uh, also we're launching efforts in, in Virginia and Idaho, another couple of very important states for us. Things are moving quickly, and that's all within about a week. So uh, we're moving quickly. We're going to be on ballots uh, across the country, and we're going to be able to compete. It's kind of important to, to note that you, you don't, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you don't expect to actually win outright in the popular or electoral vote count. But what you could do is block both Hillary and Donald for maybe reaching the uh, required 270 electorals, right? And then if that happened, it would go to the House, where at, at which time they may choose you. Is, is that basically the strategy, Evan? That's one of the strategies, yes. I mean, there are multi we see multiple paths to victory. That's one of them. The other one is that, look, like, it's unclear what the fate of Donald Trump will be in this race. I mean, I think that he's, over the last couple of days, some of my sources inside his uh, campaign, candidly, have said that he's been you know, withdrawn within his office. He's talking to less people. I mean, these are signs I sort of remember mm -hmm. back to my CIA days. You know, these are signs of a leader who's sort of losing it. And, and so I, I, I think that Donald Trump, I just don't know what's going to happen to him through the rest of the race, that if he'll continue to be the Republican nominee or, or, or what's going to happen. But yes, uh, if we can deny uh, either of these two major party candidates uh, achieving 270 in the Electoral College, then we can take it to the House. But there are, there are other ways that this could play out as well. We want to get into some uh, policy stuff uh, here as well. But yeah. let, me, let me do one more here on, on just the situation uh, with the campaign. Um, the idea that a, a Republican um, nominee for president would name as the head of his campaign the person who's been running a site, obviously in conjunction with him for for a year, um, and you know that runs sites about how uh, you know uh, that there are renegade Jews who won't vote um, for uh, for Donald Trump, who calls people you know all sorts of uh, vile and, and horrific names. Um, right. You know we're, we're talking about. The, the thing that can the type of site that conservatives are embarrassed that are is, is associated with them and that he would name that person as the head of their campaign is just a big F you to the RNC to anybody who's been supporting him and even if holding their nose saying like, all right, well, he's the Republican. I got to go with him. How does someone like Paul Ryan or anybody who's endorsed at this point stick with this guy? Should they at this point be pulling their support? And going to you or anybody else? Well, I think that my view is that, yes, the time, I, it's been clear to me for quite some time, candidly. I mean, obviously, I've got enough conviction around this that I've decided to stick my neck way out and run myself. 
But yes, I think it's just so clear. I mean, it's it's an offense not only to them, to the Republicans, to Paul Ryan, to the RNC. Um, it's an offense to the country. I mean, we're a large and diverse country. We believe in pluralism. We believe that you get to be who you are and you get to pursue happiness. This is this is what the founders believe. This is what this is what makes our country in part the strongest nation on the planet. And Donald Trump's rhetoric and the people around him want to undermine those ideals and make us weaker. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're doubling down on this. You can't win in a country as diverse as ours. You cannot win a general election being a hate monger. And Donald Trump seems to be doubling down on that as his positioning. And it's just, look, we need to just, as conservatives, we need to just move on. Really, we do. If we want to defeat Hillary Clinton and make sure that she doesn't perpetuate this large government that that is centralized in Washington, D.C., and that doesn't listen to the people in a government where only insiders thrive and regular Americans' voices aren't heard. You know, if we want to stop that from happening, it's time for us to get very serious now and understand that Donald Trump is not going to be able to defeat Hillary. We need to go in a new direction. I hope to offer a better choice. What's your tax plan, Evan? My tax plan is, is this, and it's, it's consistent, uh, largely consistent with the, the House plan. I, I came from the House, as you know, uh, where we've been working on a new agenda with Paul Ryan uh, called a, a Better Way. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it, it includes some bold ideas about taxes. You know, we haven't updated our tax plan in 30 years in any serious way. So my view is that it's got to be much simpler for individuals. It's got to be pro-growth. And we also need more accountability at the IRS. But w- more specifically, what that means is, uh, on the personal level, on the, for, for individuals, I think it needs to be simplified. So instead of seven tax brackets, we flatten it, we lower taxes, uh, we lower the top tax bracket, we lower the brackets Ooh. in general, and we have, we have just three. We also make it easy enough to file, to, to file, uh, file one's taxes on a piece of paper the size of a postcard. Uh, as far as corporate taxes are concerned, uh, we've got the highest tax rate in the world. Companies are leaving the United States very quickly. In the 80s, we had you know, a much larger number of the biggest countries in the world located here. Now it's, it's just shrunk over the last few decades. So we need to drop that down. I support the idea that we ought to drop it down to 20%. Uh, but but yeah, I'm supportive of the House plan. What are the what are the three bracket percentages? Have you worked that Trump out? Trump is at what 33 yeah, percent, I think. Yeah, I him. think it's yeah, I think it should be. You know, it's a it's. Uh, I think the the bottom bracket is you know somewhere around. I would be in favor of 10 to 12 percent. Uh, then you got probably 25 percent, and the top bracket would be 33. And why not? Why not a flat tax? What What are your thoughts on a flat tax of? You know, we've, we've well, them- well, I do. I'm sympathetic to the idea, Terry. I do think we need it needs to be flatter. Um, I think that you know we've we've got to we've got to make sure that that, that whatever adjustment we make to the to to the tax uh, code is is going to be pro growth and help us mm-hmm. avoid any major shocks to our economy and and so that we, we need to make sure that we can also meet our obligations as a government. Although I think we should shrink those, we need to definitely shrink the size of government. But I think that plan in the House is, is a responsible, uh, responsible way to go forward. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, something certainly close to the heart of this audience, which is religious liberty. 
Um, yeah. You know, I, I could have found myself very easily voting for the libertarian candidate in this election. I will not vote for Donald Trump. I will not vote for Hillary Clinton. So I'm looking. I, you know, I, you've got my ear here, uh, Evan, um, because yeah. with Gary Johnson, he has given uh, inconsistent to horrible answers on the on the issues of religious, <laughs> religious liberty that, that seem to line up with uh, with Hillary Clinton. But at the same time, Donald Trump is giving to me, clearly unconstitutional answers about religious liberty as well. Can you kind of explain the differences between you and the other candidates? Well, yeah. I, look, I would just say for me, religious liberty is just a core. Um, it, 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 for me, as an American, I mean, that's what this country was founded upon largely mm-hmm. is the pursuit of religious liberty. It's just such a fundamental thing that that Americans ought to be able to worship how they want or whether they want to at all. I mean, it's just an absolutely critical thing. I do believe that our religious liberties are, are under threat these days. Um, I think we need to ensure that they're protected. Um, it's a critical thing. It, it's true that Gary Johnson has demonstrated over the last couple of weeks that he doesn't understand or support religious liberty, That's which is sure. sort of peculiar because he's running as a libertarian candidate. Mm-hmm. But, but I do. I recognize how important it is to this country and uh, and to me personally, and and I will be as president a defender of religious liberty without a doubt. How about uh, health care? Um, that's a it's a huge issue because essentially Donald Trump, when he was on 60 Minutes last September, so it's during this campaign, he outlined a plan that is to the left of what we have with Obamacare. He said right. that the government would pay for the health care of the citizens, and he didn't care if that lost him any votes. So he's essentially speaking about, he didn't call it this because I don't think he knows the phrase, but he's talking about a single-payer system. Single-payer. So yeah. what, what would your deal with Obama, Obamacare and, and the health care uh, situation in America be? Well, again, I've just come from the House where we you know, we developed this agenda, and part of that was new ideas about health care. Yeah, look, We've, we can do better than Obamacare, and, and doing better than Obamacare certainly doesn't mean a single-payer system. I mean, you sort of look at the VA, you know, it's essentially, it's, it's a socialized, it's socialized healthcare for our heroes, which is terrible, and look how it's serving, look how terribly the, uh, the VA has been serving our veterans. Uh, that's not what we need. We need, we need healthcare that, uh, that provides better access, more affordable health, more affordable care, um, yes, I do believe that, that we need to ensure that people with pre-existing conditions and people with other complex uh, conditions and vulnerabilities that we, we that we ensure that they have uh, that they have the care they need. I agree with that, but we can't do it in such a way that that increases the cost of healthcare on middle-class families, limits their access, and it's it's actually destroying the healthcare system. I mean, we just have news over the last couple of days, or the last 24 hours or so, that Aetna is pulling out of uh, many states, uh, Obamacare exchanges. I mean, even the insurance companies are pulling out of this. We just, you know, we can do better. And the, the House of Representative, Representatives have developed or has developed some some ideas around this that I think lower costs improve access and take us into a, a truly 21st century healthcare system where the patient is empowered, uh, not not the government uh, in the healthcare system. Okay, are your uh, policy uh, thoughts outlined on your website? Is is there a way where people can go and find out where you stand on issues that are important to them? 
Absolutely. We have, uh, we have top line policy positioning on the website. Uh, again, I would say that if you, if you're trying to understand quickly where I stand on issues, uh, then, then I would look to the agenda that was developed by the House Republicans. Um, I am aligned with that. Of course, I've got my own ideas too. Um, but I was part of that process and I'm a supporter of that. Okay. Um, but you know, we can talk about any one of those, uh, any one of those items, right? but also on my website, you'll see basic top line points on, on many issues. And then also I would say in the coming weeks, we'll be doing, we'll be rolling out, uh, uh, policy speeches. Uh, I'll probably start with foreign policy, national security, and we'll we'll go from there. But a lot of it will be, as I say, consistent with the Better Way agenda developed by the members of the House. And House that's is that EvanMcMullen.com. Yes, please go to EvanMcMullen.com if you'd okay. like to get involved. Uh, please go there. It's tens of thousands. We've had ninety thousand people sign up with us and, and nice. donate and volunteer over the past just. One week, it's been incredible across the country. Please be a part of that. We need all the people we can get to drive this forward fast enough to stop Hillary Clinton. And, and this is a, a little off topic, but would you say um, that you have normal uh, human-sized hands? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I, I think I do. I, I believe that I do. I believe that they're in proportion to my body. And, you okay. know, I'm not – I may be the only um, – well, you know, not all presidential candidates this year can claim that as we've learned. <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. <laughs> have learned that. All right. All right. Uh, EvanMcMullen.com. Evan, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks, Evan. Thank you very much. No, Take care. I, I'm glad there's somebody at least had the balls to stand up and do this. I mean, it's, yeah. it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough uh, slog as these, these uh, you know, the, the rules are set up to not let extra people on the ballots. They mm-hmm. don't want that to be easy in most states. Um, and it's not. And it's not. I mean, so it you, know, worked. Uh, you know, we didn't get to him with Texas as we don't at this point. He's not going to be on the ballot in Texas as the yeah. rules are set up. He's so going to have to sue to make that happen. He's going to have so. to sue. Uh, there's also uh, smaller parties. I know um, it, the way he's doing it in, in Minnesota to get on the ballot is the Independence Party has a way to get on the ballot. And he's now their nominee. So mm-hmm. if the Independence ba- ba- Party can get on the ballot in Minnesota, he will be their nominee. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he look, people. At this point, who knows? You know, we don't know where this is going to go. I just hope that there's an option that I can feel good voting mm-hmm. for. You know, Me too. and you know, you're not going to agree. I, I don't. I get the sense that Evan is running as. Um, he, I mean, he keeps he keeps saying it. He's essentially running as the House. Now, the House mm-hmm. Republican leadership has brought up generally conservative things that I don't consider to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been they've been better than the Senate, the Republican Senate. They've been better than uh, many of the Republican candidates, but they have not been Ted Cruz. No, Um, that's for sure. And, you know, so he I mean, it's funny. We kept saying, essentially, I wish there was a even a generic Republican at this point. And now there is. And he's kind of he's almost imaging himself that way. Yeah, he is. Uh, Look, you know, I helped develop the plan in the House, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. so. Uh, it's I don't know, if, you know, I, I, it may be not perfect, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, a hell of a lot better than Donald Trump, a hell well, of a lot better Hillary. Uh, yeah. than Hillary, a hell of a I mean, there's things I like about Johnson. Than Gary I, Johnson like, like, I bet Johnson's tax plan is better than one. He, the one he just described. Um, however, this would be certainly better than where we are now. Yeah. Um, and it's I mean, taxes, he seems to be essentially in line with Donald Trump on that. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was the 12, same policy. 25, 33, yeah. which yeah. is essentially same. And that, that's honestly 
we should say that Donald Trump just adopted the House plan. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did. He didn't, right. Because his initial uh, proposal was lower. Now, the issue here, of course, is I think Evan actually believes in that tax plan. Yeah. And Donald Trump will do something completely different once he's in office. Yeah, no, um, no But doubt. that's a whole other story. More patents too coming up in a minute. Or so. Yeah. I mean, the guy who runs Breitbart <laughs> is running the campaign. You know, we heard you Party. say that. Mm-hmm. Have I said it enough times? I, I, well, I've been I don't saying know. it all day. I'm mostly off the air, but I, I <laughs> cannot believe it. This guy, I mean, think of the things they put on this website. I know. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Now, I guess, mm. uh, my guess is, and I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is the RNC has no, they can't do anything. Uh, when it comes to Trump naming who's running his campaign, it's up to Trump. Um, and he's yeah. saying he's giving a big FU uh, to every Republican and every House member and every uh, committee member and everything, which, you know, obviously a lot of Trump people would like and, and, and everything, which I understand. However, it gives the RNC free reign to pull all of his money pull all of his fundraising and start giving it to people who need it, like Marco Rubio in Florida, for example. Give it to people who have chances to win races. Dump this guy. It's over. Get over it and move on. Now, I still, when I say it's over, I mean the RNC should see it as over. I still think Trump could bounce back and, 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 and improve in polling. I mean, he can't be this bad, right? I mean, he can't finish. I mean, right now we're talking about him finishing lower than any presidential candidate from a major party since 1924. I mean, it's been a while since people have challenged the low 30s in a race. This is not something you see. Uh, so I don't, I, I, you know, but could he turn it around? Yeah. I mean, there's huge stuff could. that could happen. Obviously, we, are, we have not hit the point of the campaign where, where the National Enquirer starts leaking conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton killing JFK. That's all coming. Um, you know, I mean, believe me, with, with a guy like Bannon running this from Breitbart, every lie that is possible to think up will have a source. And it will be either on Breitbart or National Enquirer or Drudge or whoever wants to run it. Um, but it will be every ridiculous conspiracy um, that has ever been thought up about Hillary Clinton and anyone else who dares to get in his way. This is what happens with them. They've been doing this anyway for the campaign for a long period of time. And I expect it to continue with full force. This is how we got the gig. We see this all the time when there's power struggles. You, you know, you don't get... You don't get the new gig unless you say the old way of doing it was wrong. And, you know, here it is. They're going to say you shouldn't have been under control. You shouldn't have been reading from a prompter. That was your problem. Come out and just say how bad everyone is. So there you go. Be interesting to see how the apologists deal with all this. Um, You know, the Sean Hannity's of the world. How are they going to deal with all this? I don't know. I mean, he's told us he was going to pivot. Trump himself said he was going to pivot, and this is his pivot. His pivot is a mid-August replacement of his campaign staff to give to uh, give handle a guy who, by the way, has never run a campaign, 
um, a guy who who's, whose experience is running a propaganda website and working at Goldman Sachs, which is a site I thought he hated. Or, I mean, a, a company that he thought he hated. Bannon, yeah. That's where Bannon's experience is, yeah. Goldman Sachs. So bizarre. No, wait, what? Bannon is from Goldman Sachs? Yeah, Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Is he really? That's his background. He's a military guy, too. He has some military background as well. So <sighs> You should read the, um, I mean, uh, do we have, uh, I don't have it with me, um, uh, all the all the all the stories looking back at this, how Breitbart staffers believe Trump was paying the campaign to plant news stories, how uh, we find out that the guy running Trump's campaign has been illegally uh, laundering money uh, to Washington lobbyist groups uh, to try to uh, influence uh, U.S. politics. We find out that uh, Breitbart was getting paid to back the uh, the Ukraine Russia thing um, back in 2013. Um, all of these things. There was just a big article not long ago on Bannon, too, talking about his house in Washington yeah. and the, the radio show and his, I, his all the people working for that. Didn't we read that whole thing? There was a story um, was recently, a story. and you should dig, dig this one out if you can. Maybe we'll tweet it from uh, at Pat and Stu. Um, but if you go to, um, it's a, it was a Bloomberg story talking about Bannon. Yes. And it, went in, it was just a big profile uh, about how, I would say that the vibe of it was, um, anything to win, you know, he was that type of person. It doesn't really matter if you're lying or if you if you have to say something that, do, you know, everyone will look down at you for. You just do it anyway because it's all about winning in the end. Um, really no apologies for um, uh, really any tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess, you know, people say no apologies and um, it's looked at as a positive thing because it is a way to summarize a person who believes in something. Someone who actually doesn't apologize for horrible things is actually just a bad guy. <laughs> like, no apologies actually just identifies you as, as really awful. Yeah, well, a lot like never repenting for anything in your life doesn't mean you're perfect. It means you're not Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the basic tenets of Christianity is repentance. Yeah. And it's the same for apologizing to people. He doesn't do either one of them. He doesn't apologize and he doesn't repent. Because he feels like, I guess, he doesn't have to. Yeah. There's no reason for him to because he's that incredible. That He's that spectacular. He's that tremendous. He's that phenomenal. And, of Whatever course, other... the way you get power in a situation like that is to tell the boss that. Yeah. Yep. You're wonderful. It's all right. you. You need to do it. You're the one that's going to change things. You're the one that can turn it around. Let Trump be Trump. You be the guy. You be the guy. You be the guy. So now he's in there telling this to Trump. Right. And now they're throwing out the professionalized campaign people. The title of the article from, uh, I think it was October of, uh, of last year, uh, This Man is the Most Dangerous Political Operative in America. I got to say, when I read it, I thought of him as a real jackass, but I did not necessarily agree with that description because he's, you know, he's Breitbart. Mm-hmm. Breitbart is, has been, look, I was not a fan of Andrew Breitbart. No, myself. I was not a fan of of his. And while he did some interesting things, I wasn't Mm -hmm. in love with his tactics either. Me neither. Um, So, I mean, you know, and and obviously him and Glenn had somewhat of a public feud um, uh, over the years. So it's not to say that like, oh, well, we loved Breitbart all of these years. But the the site has changed from a site that tried to be a news site and occasionally did things I wasn't in love with to a site that's not even trying. Right. I mean, when you're getting you're taking payments from the essentially the Russian government to, to to prop up. Uh, them stealing a giant chunk of the of Ukraine. That's a that's not uh, that's not a legitimate site thing? 
turning over your site as, mm-hmm. as a propaganda site to uh, one candidate is it's despicable. Tonight yeah. on Dana, you'll have Ben Shapiro on who outlined this uh, in depth in an article you should read. Um, a guy who worked with this uh, crazy person over at Breitbart for many, many years and left largely because of him. Um, uh, and one of his, one of the, he has a bullet point list uh, in this article. Um, and Ben says, I think it was the eighth bullet point that just says, Steve Bannon is a legitimately sinister character. Now, wow. ben, is, ben is a conservative, a yeah. hard core conservative. This is not some lefty media type with some bizarre allegation against somebody you like. This is a guy who has fought for conservative values uh, valiantly and articulately for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, one of the smartest people on the right. Uh, and the fact that this is uh, the way this is handled is really embarrassing. I mean, I, I cannot believe he would think this is I can't believe it completely. Why am I saying that? I can completely believe that Trump would think this is a good idea. And it just shows how. All of those people that have supported him in the Republican Party, and I'm talking politicians, I'm talking activists, I'm talking donors. How the hell are you standing by this guy? He's a disaster. And I don't know. You want to, let's see the state of the race. Do we have the graph from Real Clear Politics? There you go. This is the state of the race. You want, to see, you want to talk about a race that's in the shambles? This is your time to jump off. He's given you an out here by putting a Breitbart guy in control of his campaign. Look at this. Look at the last uh, month or so. He's now down by over six points. Again, remember, that is McCain territory loss. I think McCain lost by eight. Um, He's down 47 to 41, and that's after an uptick the last few days. You know, the idea that this guy is going to be able to, I mean, there's not a single poll. This L.A. Times poll was RCP. There's not a single poll in which he leads. And when you go back in the history, it's over 20 polls now. He's lost in a row. And the only poll that he's close mm. in, the only reason the average is only six points, is this L.A. Times poll, which loves Trump, has been very favorable to Trump yeah, the entire which time. which is weird. Um, and it's because it's, they've done it kind of a different way. They have a panel. Mm. Uh, they keep asking the same people mm. the questions. That it doesn't change as much. Um, okay. It's a little bit different. And I, I think it's an interesting way to poll, but there's no real evidence that it's more accurate than the old school way. All right. Um, but again... I mean, you know, look at this. This is uh, this is not good. And you go to the state polling, it's worse. They, they're, they're saying now that if Trump sweeps every single swing state, sweeps them, which of course he's not going to do. But if he does, he will still lose. He has to win states that are not even considered swing states. Yeah, he's got to win Pennsylvania. I think, so. I, I think it comes down to that. He has to win Pennsylvania. And it's it, not a guarantee if he does. No indication but. that he's going to. More patents Stew coming up. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is a Pat and Stu show. Uh, North Korean gymnast. Wow, they got a medal. A North Korean. Nice. Got a medal. Good a job. gold medal. Uh, Good job. Picked up North another Korea. title in Rio. The saddest medal winner at the games. 
There he is. Oh, a little picture of him. Oh, he looks he looks kind of sad. That's pretty I mean, rare, he, though. Right? He might just have resting sad face. I don't know. Yeah, it's called I live in a crappy country. Yeah, and now I got to go back. And maybe I think mean, that's what people are speculating. Uh, Ri Siguang from North Korea was surrounded by smiling faces, as you see there. But despite being the only only the third gymnast ever from his country to win gold, uh, he appeared to be fighting back tears. Look at that. I don't know about that. Does he look like he's fighting back no, here? No, he does screen. not. I didn't see the whole video. Maybe if you see the video, you Maybe. can tell. Because he, he did comment on it. He said, I was feel, filled with joy because. because I thought I was able to bring a sense of victory to our leader. Yeah, you got to say that, man. Yeah, I mean, that. you got you to gotta say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you say that. <laughs> you don't. You, ha- you run the risk. Uh, if you piss him off, this uh, screwball leader over there who's, I don't know, 14 years old or whatever, you run the risk that he's going to have you fed to dogs if oh, you don't say the right thing. I mean, he kills his family members, yeah. let alone uh, people who yeah. would piss him off. I will say this, though. If you are an Olympic athlete with North Korea, um, leave. You're in Brazil. Uh, just, stay? Just, 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 stay in Brazil? Yeah, stay in Brazil. I, I think I really would. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just saw some breaking news. I guess news. your family, you know. As we're monitoring the, the, uh, the TV monitors, uh, Ryan Lochte and another swimmer were just ordered by a federal judge to have their passports seized. Yeah, what? because they want to keep them in, I guess, to comment on this Why? robbery. Uh, I guess they, maybe they're trying to prosecute the... the yeah. Okay, so they don't think they did anything wrong. I, well, just I don't know. To, you know. God only knows with the Brazilian know, justice system. But that is, know. The, the initial report well, was that he, uh, because they essentially accused um, someone of robbing them at gunpoint, yes. they don't want them to leave. They want to get details on what happened and all that. Are they not believing that they were robbed at gunpoint? Is that the issue, that. I wonder? But, I mean, obviously huh. you'd want them as witnesses to convict somebody. Uh, definitely. Um, so I don't know if yeah, they have someone in, in custody maybe, or I don't know. Huh. Do you have any details on that, John? I'm looking for it right now. I, I did, was not aware of that, okay. but I was aware that they had uh, they had set up, uh, we had talked about it in another story, where they had set up uh, uh, several courts, uh, new courts all around the Olympic uh, area <sighs> to handle the cases. And that's what they did when they had the World Cup there, too, so that mm. they, they could just, they had the judges right there. Well, I hope they're going to at least convict Ellen DeGeneres, who has obviously committed the crime of racism. Oh, my gosh. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's about time. People Look what she did. Look what do she we did. have? I hope we have the we photo of this photo. racist racism of racial injustice. See, there it is. Look, Look at that. that. Look at that. Look at that. That's what racism. is she saying there? She is saying that he should carry her everywhere and be well, no. her slave. Well, no, more specifically, that's what he's she's saying, saying. Every black person should every carry ba- every white every, woman everywhere. Yes. Because all those black people are fast. That's <laughs> look what she's how, saying. Look at how unbelievably stupid this is. That's just a, a little choker. Look, he's carrying I me quote, fact, on my errands now everywhere I go. Right. Because he's fast. And that's a racist I, I thing? Quoted, I quoted you, Pat Gray, last night on my Facebook page when I posted this story. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's agonizing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's I, so ridiculous. The idea that we're going to get Shut outraged up. by this sort of stuff. Every single freaking little Come thing. On. Can we get, just relax? Is there anybody out there who can relax, calm down for 10 And the answer seconds? to that is, is no. Yeah. I, no. Mean, I, I don't know. I guess when you have a situation where, you know, there's a billion people on a social network, you're always going to get complaints. Yeah, I uh, guess. I read a story yesterday. It was every single line in it was one person tweeted, one person commented, one person responded. <laughs> but what are these things? This is not a news story.
888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, anybody else uh, uh, psyched about the Olympics? Obviously, Stu isn't. Not going to be. He's a communist or something. Right? I, I don't know what the deal is with him. I, if you can't get psyched about your country during the Olympics, you're a communist. Pretty sad. Well, I like the okay. country because it's a good country, not because I care about. No, and you want them, and you want them to do well, Why? right? Don't you want your fellow citizens to do well in the World Games? I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> wow, can you believe this? Passion can you believe it, though? I mean, I, oh, you know what, Stu? Uh, I, I think he's a Soviet spy. No, I mean, like I want them to do well in, in the sports I care about, like basketball. I'm in. Yeah. Um, but they barely. Oh, my gosh. They beat Serbia. Okay? Mm-hmm. Serbia. 94-91. Really? Yesterday. <laughs> I wins a win. 94-91. Wins a win. Wins a win. Wins a win. But come on. I don't know what's going on. What's that's going on not with a good that? Sign. Not a good sign. I mean, Serbia has some that's good players. That's scary. This but... is what started to happen in, yeah, it is. in yeah. um, was it 96? 2000? Somewhere in there. No, it was 2004, okay, because we had already reestablished our dominance. And then we sent a bunch of scrubs over there. We like the, ah, nobody wants care. to go. We, we don't need to do this anymore. Let's just send some of the reserves. Yeah. And they went over there, and they had nobody who could shoot. And all of a sudden, we started you know, winning games by three, and then we lost uh, and wound up with the bronze medal. Bronze, right. I mean, it was embarrassing. They, should, like, they should just left the bronze there. They should have. They should have just left. They, like, I, like, like the team did in 72, where they said, we don't want your yes. stinking silver. Okay, no. we won the gold. Yeah, but that team actually, actually won. That, that team actually did <laughs> win the gold twice, and they got it stolen from them. But uh, So anyway, that, I mean, 94-91, not a good sign, because uh, I don't think Serbia, maybe they are. Maybe I'm wrong on this, because... Yugoslavia used to be a basketball power, you know, when it was all together. Not like us, but they were... They were a European slash Eurasian basketball power, right? They'd often beat the Soviets. Uh, they could compete in Europe for sure, and they usually lost to us. Uh, so Serbia is a break off of that. So maybe it's a decent team. I don't know, but it, it, it doesn't bode well. I don't think for. I'm a little nervous about them. A little nervous. As you can see, I am incredibly nervous about it. You don't even care. I didn't even know. And that is a sport you care about. I know. And you don't even care. I I don't understand. They're going to make it to the medal round, right? You're a medal round yet? You're a Soviet spy. It has to be that you're a Soviet spy. It it does. How can you not find some joy out of the Olympics? Right. I just don't. um, What's the word? Care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I'll be honest. I uh, I felt that way too. Even up to and after the opening ceremonies, but then the game started. Yeah, and then you, you I, if I it. turned it so on, infectious. like if I would, if I turned it on and I was watching an event that was in progress, I, you know, I can get in. I like sports, you know, so. It's, yeah, well, that was uh, problematic, right there. Uh, yeah. It's one of the reasons you don't really play sports. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> not good hands. Uh, that and being um, overweight. overweight. <laughs> um, but I will say that, like, uh, I can I can get into uh, I can get into an event if I really try. To, I just don't care. Like, and there's other mm-hmm. sports I do care about right now, um, such as my Canadian favorite baseball team, uh, which was in the middle of beating the New York Yankees. Now, see, now you're running into uh, territory where we don't care. No, right, gotta, but that's what I mean. I gotta like, shut I, you down. No, but this is what I, I mean. Like, I know that I, I certainly because understand that my knowledge that. is, my care is uh, less popular than yours, which is why I'm not, I'm not trying to like shut down the Olympic talk. I just, yeah, I don't are. have an interest in it. Yeah, no, I can tell you're trying to shut it down. But, but while the work. Olympics were going on and millions of people were watching it, I was watching the Yankees Blue Jays. Wow. That was legitimately what was happening. Sad. Um, it's a Canadian so team doing, against an, uh, you know, a team it's from stupid. New York. The Yankees are I mean, basically communists. 
<laughs> I mean, they're, I think they're worse than communists. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not rooting for them. Right? As no. a Soviet spy, no, you would no. think. All right. No, so this is kind of cool because we've partnered with Wall Builders uh, to share an incredible series from David Barton and Wall Builders called Foundations of Freedom. It's an episode. This particular episode uh, talks about moral law and judicial law. And you're going to learn a lot. This is David Barton and Michelle Bachman discussing it. Oh, nice. Take a look. Moral law tells us what's right, right and, wrong. and wrong. Judicial law tells us the if you murder someone, maybe it's. 40 years. Maybe it's life imprisonment. Right. Maybe it's the electric chair. And as you said maybe, and that's a key point because judicial law changes over time. Mm -hmm. Moral law never changes. Back in the beginning, uh, with adultery, you got killed in the Hebrew tradition. Yeah. Jesus comes along, he says, that's a sin. Don't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But he didn't stone the lady. Today, it's just disapprobation, but it's still a moral wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, here we are in Texas, and in Texas, we used to hang horse thieves. We mm -hmm. don't anymore. It's still mm -hmm. a crime to steal a horse, but it, you don't get hung for it. So judicial law can change over time, but the Moral law doesn't. Moral, Moral law, law does not never change. changes, right. ever, ever, That's ever. Right. Judicial law does change because it may be different in England, That's may right. be different in Australia, may be different in the U.S., may be different in Ukraine. That changes. But it's still got a right and wrong attached to it, and you That's never right. get away from the right and wrong. And, and those are what the, the Declaration of Independence called the laws of nature and nature's God. The rights and wrongs that became part of the Seventh Amendment of the Constitution, the common law, that establishes what's right and wrong. And, and that's all laid out. But then you get into things that say, do we want the sidewalks to be four feet wide, five feet wide, oh, or six yeah, feet wide? Oh, yeah, speed limits. Speed uh, limits. What are, the, what are the load limits on turnip trucks? That's I right. Mean, you know, all of Municipal those Municipal regulations. Of that's right. And it really has to do with the whole idea of um, we can kind of do whatever we want, other than I can't take my fist and, and plant it on, and plant it on your nose. That's right. And so anything short of that, you should be able to have freedom. So in other words, when my behavior hurts you, mm -hmm. then that's when you have to have a social compact law, right? That's right. You got to do something. It's to give you an orderly society. Orderly society. It gives you an orderly society. You can have social compact laws if you're not voting on the moral law. You that's don't, right. You don't get to vote on whether murder is a crime or not. And no, because it's done. It's done. There are some God's things already said because it. there can never be a dispensation to to do what's wrong. That's and right. that's why I think we continue to see in the United States today the ongoing debate about the issue over abortion. Yeah. Because we're talking about something that is fundamental. We're talking about the intentional taking yeah. of a human life. And you can't put into law something that God has already called a That's moral right. evil. That's right. Because moral law is immutable. You see, here's, here's the difficulty we have as people of faith, is we know right now in polling only one out of three Christians believes there's absolute moral truth. And that's we, a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because the Bible is full of absolute moral truth. And I guarantee you, when you stand before God, He has absolute moral well, truth. Well, then that tells you what believers think about the inerrant, infallible right. word of God. They don't is know Is this it. true or isn't it true? Remember um, in the Old Testament after the scripture had been hidden for so long and it was brought out and it was read yeah, before the people? Right. The people wept with joy that's right. because there's freedom in that's the law. Right. When we think of the law, we think of something scary and we don't want to see the police officer pull us over. I mean, who would? Because you know you're going to get a ticket. But the law is for freedom. That's right. It's to free us, to free us to do what is right. That's right. For our benefit and for the benefit of our fellow man. Well, that's why the Bible calls itself the law of liberty. 
Yeah. If you will live by it, you've got freedom. That, that's that's right. why Esther Armstrong says, hey, there's 10 laws that will keep you out of jail. These will keep that's you. That's right. Uh, 100,000 laws will put you in jail. That's not freedom. That's right. These laws of God will keep you. That's freedom. That's that, right. That, and that's the way Because the works. New Testament says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there There's is liberty. liberty. Mm -hmm. And that's true that's liberty. Right. And that's why spirit. going back to the moral law is not restricted. It gives lots of freedoms. It gives lots. Because if you will live by the moral law, you have control over yourself. You don't need external control right. from the outside. There's a, there's a great quote from Robert Winthrop that I love that he says, he says, men will be controlled either by a power within them or a power without them, either by the Bible or by the bayonet. Self-control. And, and it says, if you'll do the Bible, you don't need the bayonet. Yeah. You don't need somebody trying to control you outside. And, and the other thing that we really get goofed up is jurisdictions. What Jesus said in, in Matthew 22, 21, he says, render to Caesar with Caesar's, to, to God, God with God's. God. There's a jurisdiction where that Caesar has control. There's a jurisdiction where God has control. The problem we've always had is secular governments think they're God, and they don't recognize jurisdiction. Oh, is that so true today? Oh, and, and, and a great example is the issue of marriage. Yeah. Because God created marriage. God created marriage, it. not government. In Matthew 19, the disciples were asked about marriage. He says, "Guys, don't you remember at the beginning he said, man." woman, whatever God has joined together. So Jesus took them back to the original. And that the deal is, that was God's jurisdiction. That yeah. was before civil government ever right. existed. Civil government came in Genesis 9. And Marriage it makes came sense. In Genesis 1. Because if you look at sociology and human interaction, it's first man, woman. That's right. Then from man, woman descends children. That's right. And then extended family. And then you, you need government. You don't need civil government right. mm -mm. until you have a society, that's right? That's right. And you got so many families, and then at that point, and that's what God did with Noah. Our, we got a world full of people. Now let's establish that's how right. we do horizontal stuff. That's right. It is the rule of And game. that's what's so brilliant about our form of government and God's form of government, that we are equal. Yeah. before the law. That's right. And that no... We recognize individuals, That's right, not because groups. God says mm -hmm. He's not a respecter of persons. He's not partial. That's right. So why should we? Why mm -hmm. should government be partial or respecter of person? It shouldn't. That's what should I not. love about the Declaration of Independence is because a Creator God created us equal. That's right. That is, that is revolutionary. And see, Even today across the world with world governments, it is still a revolutionary it concept. Is. It shows the worth of you. It shows that when God made you, when God made me, when God made the viewers, we are so valuable to Him that He lifted That's each right. one of us right. up before Him, but yet equal. And see, this is where secular governments get it wrong. When we had the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the American Revolution, we said all men are created equal. They're endowed by the Creator. In the French Revolution, their motto was liberty, equality, and fraternity. fraternity. So they were into groups, whatever fraternity, whatever group you belong. And that's what we do today. We have hate crime that's laws. That's where we are. We, that's oh, it. You know, we'll protect these guys. I, I that's remember our world today. One of your cohorts in Congress, when they voted on the hate crime law to protect lesbians and homosexuals, one of your guys in Congress said, well, let's also protect seniors and veterans. And they said, no, 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 those aren't the groups we're trying to protect. <laughs> I remember you know? that. You remember that? I remember yeah. that. That's and, right. And so, no, no, we're protecting this group. We're not protecting that. We'll see. Under the American system, when you recognize God as the creator, then every individual has the right That's to right. equal protection. You can't and the recognize the reason groups. why that distinction is so important between the United States system and the former and the French system is this it's tyranny. Yeah. Because well, when, it puts government when, in charge. And, and that's government, right. When, because it's political correctness that rules the right. day. So when you're part of a favored group, 
then you get special benefits that nobody else gets. That's the very form of tyranny. That's right. Because when government supposedly gives something, which government has nothing to give. That's right. They'd have to take it away from other people. So when they give it to that certain group, that means by definition they're taking it away from you. That's why we had some Supreme Court cases recently yeah. that dealt with this issue. Yeah. You can't take away my right of religious conscience. That's right. Because the First Amendment has protected our that came right from God. to believe. Didn't come from yeah, it came from government. The government can't so take away them. And see, this is where the marriage issue is so important on jurisdictions. Yes. 1913. The, the question before the court was, hey, you religious people have your religious marriages. We secular people, let us have a secular marriage. Let us define it through sounds government. Sounds like France. It sounds, well, it sounds like America, yeah. too. And here's what, here's what the court said. It says marriage, now this is the court. Supreme Court in 1913, uh, a case called Grisby versus Reeves, Supreme Court of Texas said marriage was not originated by human law. When God created Eve, she was a wife to Adam. They then and there occupied the status of husband to wife and wife to husband. The truth is that civil government has grown out of marriage, which is what you just said, which created homes and population society from which government became necessary. Grab this. It would be sacrilegious to apply the designation, quote, a civil contract to such a marriage. It is that and more, a status ordained by God. So you've got government saying, we can't touch marriage. God defined, that's not our jurisdiction. We, we have to stay in our jurisdiction. Man. And it lowers the value of it. Honestly, mm -hmm. when you put government in, it lowers oh, it. It can become anything at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. So there's some three dogs and a horse and two men and, and you know, it can be anything. And we're gonna get into more of that later, but we've got some really important things that we have to remember to do. We've talked about really important topics. One thing I think, especially for every parent, but for every individual, is to make sure that each one of us learn the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Not just read them memorize them and I know in this our is, house we have them hanging on the yeah. wall we bought the biggest copy we could get so that it would be before our face every day yep. so that before the kids left the house we left the house this was uppermost on our That's mind right. I'd recommend everyone well, do that well the other thing goes with that we're talking about how only one out of every three Christians believes in absolute truth mm -hmm. um, some years ago they had the Promise Keepers rally in yeah. Washington DC and I was there and it was interesting, the, the public numbers were about 1 to 1.2 million. I talked to the park police, they said they counted 3.2 million. So let's say there was 2 million men there. A camera crew went around and asked 500 men, can you name the Ten Commandments? Only one out of 500 men could name the Ten Commandments. And this is at Promise Keepers? At Promise Keepers. That's amazing. These are committed Christian men. Only one out of five. So what you're saying about memorizing the Ten it's Commandments? It's really important because you know really, what? Really, really I important. sat down when I was when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. I sat down and made myself write them out. Did you really? Because it's easier for me to write it out than say it. Yeah. Yeah. And just that exercise of going through it, and I have it in my kitchen. Yeah. I have it in my house so that yeah. the kids can see it every day. I just want to encourage people, do that, especially for your yep. children. You'll be amazed what they take away. And the second thing is another scripture, and that's to know the purpose of law. We've yeah. been talking about that on this show, and that's from 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 10. Memorize to it. Memorize, memorize it. it. Because really, what is the purpose of government? What is the purpose of law? It's to, it's, that tells it, you. It, it teaches Regulate us. the bad guys, not the good guys. That's right. And the purpose of government is to punish evildoers and reward those that's who right. do well. And, then and finally, that's the other part that doesn't get done is we don't reward the righteous. We punish the bad guys, but we also punish the good guys. And we're going to talk rewards. more about that yeah, because right. our government has been busy doing just the Reversing opposite. Reversing the opposite. And, that's gee, right. why do we have a problem, huh? Yeah. So um, the other one is to learn to distinguish the four types of law. And ceremonial law mm -hmm. has been completed. That's the Old Testament. Temple worship 
worship. Jesus fulfilled that law. The moral law, which we just talked about, hang a copy up um, in your kitchen, have one mm -hmm. at work, have one in your wallet. And read the Bible looking for rights and wrongs. I mean, because gossip is also a moral wrong that's right. under God. And that's why it's so important. Another topic that we need to discuss and stretch out another time is the issue of jurisdiction yeah. and separating the powers of government. So it's important yep. to know the basics. You've got ceremonial law, moral law, judicial law, and social compact that's law. Right. Understand what they are and what they aren't. Understand and memorize uh, what the what the basis of law is and what moral law is, and we'll all be better off. That'll so, defend God our bless. foundations of freedom, and that's what we want to do is preserve those foundations. Pat and Stu, welcome. Uh, Jeffy, you have an update on the Ryan Lochte situation. Uh, a judge ordered his passport to be pulled. Yes. Because uh, of the investigation regarding the, uh, they were supposedly robbed at gunpoint last week, right? And James Fain, uh, the two American swimmers, both claimed yeah. they were robbed at gunpoint, yes. And the With judge a gun put to his head. Uh, that's what they claimed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so they're, are they disputing this? Uh, well... Uh, they're saying that uh, investigators have not found evidence corroborating the account. Oh, wow. Which is strange because uh, Brazilian authorities are coming under uh, a lot of scrutiny for an array of armed assaults during the games, despite the deployment of an 85,000-strong security force. I see what's going on. They're embarrassed by the fact that yes. high-profile athletes have been robbed in their city. Yes, they are. And they're having that problem, and so they're trying to deny the problem exists. And so the judge, right, and so the judge uh, said, no, they Passports are revoked. I want to, they have to stay here. And so they went to the Olympic Village, and uh, the spokesman said, um, eh, I was uh, hoping to collect their athletes, but the athletes uh, are they no left. longer here at the Olympic Village. And, uh, man, they moved out. Uh, not our protocol to make travel plans public, so I don't know where, where they are. <laughs> and I'm uh, sorry, but they, they were already apparently already back in the U.S. So they left the country. That was good. Probably. And, uh, That's yeah. probably a good idea. And uh, that Lockheed's attorney already commented by saying, hey, the country already has a dark cloud over it for a million and one reasons, and my client has cooperated thoroughly. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, smart. Get yeah. Out. Get yeah. out while you still you can. You aren't lying. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, these things happen, though. Uh, mm -hmm. Major uh, criminal cases go on, and uh, it's hard to find out the truth uh, through the courts. Uh <laughs> Luckily, we did in this case, however, um, a daughter um, accused her father of something terrible. Um, she, uh, she gave an, a compelling interview to police, um, and she claimed her father had been raping her Ooh, uh, on good. multiple occasions. Uh, obviously, a very disturbing case. Very. The father had no real defense other than to just say, I didn't do it. Um, which is difficult. The only unusual thing about the interview was that in describing what her father had supposedly done and how her body had allegedly felt, she had used certain words, words phrases, and descriptions which seemed beyond her years. Oh, really? Hmm. Now, how old, how old is she? Uh, I think I want to say she's 12 or 13, something like that. Uh, mm. this, this, I don't have the whole story here. 
Nothing might have uh, come of this quirk, however, were it not for the fact that during Miss McCulloch's otherwise routine first meeting with her father, on the day of the trial, he happened to mention that his daughter's favorite book was about a millionaire who takes a young woman under his wing and teaches her about art. Within seven minutes of beginning her cross-examination, the daughter burst into tears in the witness box and admitted she had made the whole thing up to teach her strict father a lesson because she was just quoting from Fifty Shades of Grey, which is her favorite book. So she told the court all of the details from the book. Her dad had never read the book, so had no idea where they were coming from. Wow. And luckily, he was uh, he was excused, and so is uh, okay. The daughter, I don't know. That's mm. not a good good approach, but yeah, and probably not a great book for a twelve year old no if she's uh, if she is twelve to be reading. Uh, yeah, it was definitely. A t- I mean, it might have been thirteen or fourteen, but it was pretty you know underage for sure. She's, yeah, she accused him of eight incest- incestuous rapes over a six year period. So the description she used came right from right from the book, the disgusting. Uh, uh, Jeff, did you want to discuss a comment on Trust me, the disgusting. Disgusting pile of filth. Did you see this filth? movie? Uh, I did see the movie. The movie oh, you did? Was, the movie wasn't as good as the books. Anyway. Well, everybody says that, right? Uh, but for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the, for sure, the movie was Has there good. ever been a movie as good as the books? Uh, Godfather. I, I never read the books, but uh, movies are good. I mean, it's, one of the, it's supposedly one of the best films of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably pretty I, good. Although I saw it on TV uh, a couple weekends ago, and I I, I, I didn't have I the same feeling that I used to. I, I thought, there's yeah. some cheese in there, man. I, I think that's one of those situations where it essentially mm. created a genre, and it's mm-hmm. now that genre has been done so many times that, like, mm-hmm. the original is like... The original is like... I, I mean, there's some cheesy parts well, of that. You can go back and watch the original Star Wars. It's the same thing. Like... The the sword the, the the lightsaber fight is at times horrible. Yeah, I mean it doesn't even look yeah. mildly real. Go back and watch the fight uh, scene with uh, Sonny, you know the Godfather's son. Yes, in the, in the first I watched, film, I watched it a bunch. Played by uh, what's his James. Oh, Conn. it's bad. Well, that's James the worst Conn. point where he kicks and he beats up kicks. his brother-in-law. Yeah, that's and bad. And he you can he doesn't come within three yeah. feet yeah, of that, touching the guy. That particular scene. <laughs> it is, is the really worst. Bad. Fight yes. scene I'll I think that. I've seen in a major, highly respected, yeah, Oscar-winning really movie. I mean, that is, it's pathetically that whole, bad. That whole, uh, it's really bad. That whole three-way between the sister and the brother-in-law. Him and James and That whole fight scene yeah. and him beating her Re- and stuff. Really, really bad. Weird. Really bad. Yeah. And, then, and then when he pulls up at the toll booth and gets riddled with bullets yeah. and gets out of the, why would you get out of the car? As you're being riddled with he's trying to get away. Okay, shoot me some more out here so I don't have metal between me and you. He's trying to get away, man. No, he's not. He He, gets out on the side where they're shooting him. He's getting (laughs) shot. He's trying to get away. And some of the acting is not good either. It's the same Uh, thing with Star Wars, though. I mean, Luke is is terrible in those movies. And the dialogue Uh, is really bad. I won't have this this bad mouth of the Godfather. I won't put up with it. Well, you Why, did you name one of your other kids that. after that movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're just doing what must be done, Jeffy. Over I, mean, there. I think that happens. Like, you go back and you watch, you know, Raging Bull, right? Like, and then over, those, yes. over those, as they go through, like, the issues that you have with the movie, the reason they're great is because they do something specific. They yes. give you a feeling that they're breaking new ground. Later on, like, you go back and watch uh, early horror movies that are thought of as classics. And then you... The, the first Rocky. 
I mean, well, really, any of the Rockies, but the first one for sure. Sure, but I mean, like you go back and look at some of the early horror movies, like you know the, the original, like Halloween and and right. I mean, they're great movies, but they're just so bad. They don't stand the they test of time. Yeah, like yeah, they, the acting is really bad at times. The mm-hmm. scenes aren't as scary as you think they are. The music is yeah. sometimes weird and not not really well done, and the shots yeah. are like you imp- you take those things and you improve on them. And it's it's the issue with like you look at like certain movies, um, as far as whether the sequels and everyone says the sequels get worse, and a lot of times that's true. But sometimes it's just that that first reveal of the monster in the monster movie is the most powerful thing. No matter how great right. the sub- follow-ups are, you don't have the reveal. You already know what the monster looks like, mm-hmm. and it's like with that process, it, 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 you have a a more positive memory of that initial movie um, because of the feeling you got than the actual movie uh, quality is, I think, at times. Um, and, and it probably has happened with even some of the greats. It has. It's, and, but it just, I don't know, kind of surprised me. Took me aback because I've, you know, I love that movie. And I've only seen it on TBS and wherever it plays like every night um, on television <laughs> because it's rated R. And, and so uh, I've, but every time I've seen it, I've loved it. And I hadn't seen it in a really long time. And I was just surprised it didn't quite... Hold up like I thought it did. Mm. I mean, but it, I mean, it is 40 some years old now, right? 42, 43 yeah. years old. Did you run it through the edit machine? Or? Uh, no, I didn't have to because okay. it was on TV. All right. Uh, and then there, they did. They also did two and three. And I thought yeah, two I and them. three were a little better, actually. Two, well, two, two, is, two is the best. Be. Two was pretty two good. Two is the best. Godfather 2 is, yeah. is known as the best sequel of all time. Yes. Godwell, is it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, pretty universal. I think I agree yes. with that. The only one, I, I mean, again, we're and I think it surpasses the, the original. I, yeah, I, I agree a, a with that. A lot of people think that. Uh, three, that. however, did not get the. Three, however, I know three is not critically acclaimed, but I like it. However, I three, like it a lot. three is the only one that really, when you talk about standing the test of time, three is the one that you went to watch the first time and you went, come on. And then you go back and watch it now and you go, and it's no, better. that's not that bad. Right. Really? It's better than you remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I can remember seeing that in the theater, going, "Come on, we are right. my grandfather." Triple <laughs> eight, yeah, with your yeah, grandfather. With grandfather. Triple eight, seven two seven. Back, he took you when you were like yeah. one. He took me to see Godfather. Yeah. Too, yeah. All right, <laughs> pretty young. <laughs> Back. It's Pat and Stu. Hillary Clinton is babbling about uh, that we must connect every home and every business to broadband. And I, you know, exactly. That's the government's job, too. I wonder if she's talked to the Lumbee tribe about this uh, because they've been complaining about that for a while. You know, the Lumbee tribe in North Carolina? Mm-hmm. I remember Things that. were so bad, Stu, mm-hmm. that for this mother, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard uh, about her plight. There was a mother who testified mm-hmm. about not right. having access to high-speed Internet at right. one time. If you could imagine such a thing. This was several years ago, but still, she, until like six months before this... Uh, before the testimony. So before the testimony. So she did have high-speed Internet. Testimony. But for a while, her sons yeah. had to get by with dial-up. 
So would that mean that it, would he be able to do to to like to, 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 to surf the internet like he likes? likes? Right. No, no, he could not. Oh my god. He could not. It took him longer to download porn. It took him longer oh, no. to download games that he likes. Locky likes. Locky likes. Mm-hmm. And it uh, took him longer to do his homework, which I don't know why he's doing his homework on the internet. <laughs> uh, I guess a little cheating going on there. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's tougher to plagiarize Wikipedia when you're not on the internet, That's right? True. Jeffy? <laughs> why wouldn't you use the internet for homework? I mean, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I will give that to okay. our kids. This was that, that was Rhonda Locklear, by the way. Rhonda Locklear. The Rhonda Locklear, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll tell you another thing. That testimony worked because yes, the government invested $20 million yes, it did. in the Lumbee Tribe's high-speed internet. That was the, she spoke at the FCC's Digital Inclusion <laughs> Summit, and it worked. Digital Inclusion Summit. Wow. And, again, and now Hillary is spewing the same kind of rhetoric. It's in year 20, 2016. Virtually yeah. everybody who wants it. This has was 2010. It. I mean, was it that long ago? 2010. Six years ago. We've been talking about that thing for six years. It's gold. It's common gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. You have you to believe that if this became a big issue, Donald Trump would say, "Oh, absolutely, <laughs> we're putting in uh, oh, yeah. free internet." For oh everybody. my gosh! Yes. yes, he would. I mean, again, he does. This is what he does. Hillary comes out with a plan for a 275 billion dollar stimulus. He says, "Oh, we got to do more than that. Mm-hmm. We got to double it. Maybe more than double it." That's how he responded to a stimulus package. Your freaking candidate. Amazing. I so, we should ask Evan McMullen. I guess maybe we did in the first interview. Asked him what he thinks about that. Uh, I don't. I believe his answer was uh, no. Uh, no. No stimulus package. Yes, I, th- I think yes, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it was. I think it was. Mm-hmm. So she's touting her economic plan uh, today. Now I was looking for. <laughs> Still looking for it. The audio of her new one of her new ads. She's playing two during mm-hmm. the Olympics. She's playing the Donald Trump, David Letterman uh, appearance okay. where he's he brings out his clothing line and Letterman points out that all the clothes are made overseas. He's outsourced all those jobs. Uh, a little embarrassing for him. I, I don't know if it has that much impact with people, frankly. But the other one she's running is uh, a voiceover begins the commercial. Do I have it? How will Hillary, you do have it? Yeah. Do you really? I just found it. Oh, good. Send it to me. Yeah, you? from her Twitter account. How will <laughs> Hillary save the economy or revitalize the economy? Well, how is it not revitalized in eight years of, of Barack Obama? <laughs> first I thought, of all? Well, that's because Republicans kept stopping. Oh, that's true. So how will she do it? Uh, she's got a plan to uh, raise taxes on the uh, corporations and the upper uh, upper class. And then they, they show this pyramid and they show a line where they're going to raise taxes on all these people to make them finally pay their fair share. So you're telling me that 60 percent of a salary is not their fair share. I, I just I desperately want to pin down these Marxists on what the fair share in this class warfare is. Let's, let's just decide that aspect of this thing once and for they all. They won't do it. I mean, you know, they won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do um, it. They, I mean, of course, if, if they would never answer it honestly, certainly they might. Say, they'll come up with a number. Um, because but, you notice they never say what that share is that they're not paying right now. Right, and because um, at the very least for the upper one percent, let's take away all other taxes, just federal income tax. With Obamacare now, which you also have to pay, 43.5%. Okay? Yeah, I thought it was 44 40, but... It might even be 44.5%. It's either 43 or 44.5%. That's not fair? That's not fair? When 47% of Americans are paying zero? I, 
It's unbelievable. To me, I really think I, I, I've always this has been a um, I like proposing constitutional amendments uh, such as uh, government should never pay for any advertising. I guess. Uh, for any product. I agree with that. Um, okay. Uh, Agreed. Certainly, uh, are you with me on uh, term limits, right? Yes. Uh, you'd be on it for a uh, constitutional Yes, limit. I didn't used to be, but yeah. I definitely I, I am was bored. The same way. I'm yeah, on board it now. Took, it took me time, but I, I'm there now. Um, another one that I, I, I like to propose um, is the idea that never should a government at any level take more than 50% of the, 49.9% of the income. Like, because, I mean, there is a situation where I would say, uh, it should be much, much less than it is now. But mm-hmm. we really need to draw a freaking line that they should not be taking more than half. Like I, I don't even know how you get to half. They're, they're there in many places. I, I know. Well, I know. But I, I mean. In, Cal- in California, I mean, in New York City, they're there. You're, you're paying more than half oh, in, of your money. In New York, we were paying 55, 60%. I mean, when you include the city taxes in New York mm-hmm. and the state tax and the federal, oh, and then, you know, don't even get me started on property tax on top of Property all that. and sales, sales and everything. It's um, crazy. But, I mean, they should not be taking 50% of your money. They shouldn't be no. taking t- more than... 10. 10. In reality. 15. I, I'd go all the way to 20, but then that's it. Give me 80% of my income and leave me alone. Uh, it's still 20% of a million dollars is, I don't know if people understand this concept. It's, okay. it's pretty complicated. All right, uh, we'll rock us through it. We have time. Okay. 20% of a million dollars right. is more than 20% of $10,000. No, no, because it's 20%. Right. Both of them are 20%, Both of them are so 20. the same. However, on a million, 20% adds up to $200,000. Okay. On $10,000, that would be be, $2,000. So So there's a $198,000 difference there. So what you're saying is you want the the poor people to pay more because you don't like them, they're different than you. How are you you coming Mm -hmm. to that? No, well, I come into that because we're trying to level the playing field and and have everybody. Right, okay. Okay. uh, I, I believe it was Barack Obama who said everybody needs to have skin in the game. Right. So you we all want, need to have skin in the game. I got it. So he wants uh, the uh, poor to pay 80 percent, the rich not to pay. That's kind of no. If I'm walking. No, what I'm saying is like the rich and the poor would pay exactly the same rate. Got it. OK. However, so, like, let's say 10 percent because we're, okay. we're talking that's about easy. poor yeah, here. Sure, that's an easy. OK. Mm-hmm. Let's say 10 percent of one million dollars. How right. much is that? That 10 percent of one million dollars would be one hundred thousand dollars. One hundred thousand dollars. Ten percent of one thousand is how much? Uh, would be a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the rich saying, person would okay. be paying more than the uh, poor person. Uh, right now, I think yeah. Okay, Jeffrey, I think has no. it because what you're saying is <laughs> you want the poor person to carry their fair share, but not the rich right. person. No, because they'll no, have too much left over. Um, and, that's and that's the want. issue now, right? Yeah. The issue is how much do you have left over after I take whatever I want from you? And now you've got, and that's you still really have $900,000 left and I can't have that. And this is what's frustrating. I've made this point <sighs> with voting, Gosh. which pisses me off because it's not their vote. It's not Trump's vote. It's my vote. And mm-hmm. I, the, the government looks at it as everything is theirs to begin with and they, and they allow will, us to have some. Right. And so I think their ideal situation is not looking at it as a rate of what they will take. It's how much you're allowed to keep. Look what she's saying right now. We'll make college affordable by taxing the wealthy. What the hell? <laughs> there was a time where... How is that my responsibility? If I want to pay for my kids, th- I'll do that. I don't want to pay for your kids and their kids and Hillary Clinton's stupid kids. Why are your kids better than those kids? 
<laughs> They're it not. Is a, it's amazing because it's not. They, we've come to a point now where it's not even uh, required human like services. It's like well, you could right. make the argument, sure. Um, okay, we tax the wealthy to make sure the poor can eat. We tax the wealthy to make sure the poor can live in a house mm-hmm. shelter. We uh, clothing. We tax the poor so that uh, they can have health care. Even right. right. Um, right. You could even make those cases. College. College. How the hell is that the rich people's responsibility to pay for people's college? I know. I mean, they don't. You don't I have know. to go to college. By the way, how about if rich people, the rich people you're talking about, didn't go to college, they don't have to pay the tax. How about that? I like that. I, mean, <laughs> I like we, that a lot. Because, I mean, first of all, you know, nobody who's conservative has ever gone to college. So that would, it would exempt almost every conservative right there. Uh, but, I mean, it is kind of a ridiculous thing. Like, so I didn't go to college, for example. I'm sure I make over $11,000 a year, so I'm clearly rich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, Jeffy. By the way, we need to talk about your salary. It's a little too high. Uh, <laughs> but, like, so I'm clearly rich. Shouldn't I be exempted from the college tax? I yeah. didn't get college. Well, yes. Yes. Me but- no got no college. Wow. Right? Is that the way you well, say it? Maybe you should have. Uh, why, why, why would he say that? It was poorly structured. Poorly structured. Me, me fail re- English? That's this. impossible. We're going to have to revisit this whole thing. <laughs> More patents do coming up in a minute. It's agonizing, though, isn't it? It's just agonizing. I mean, her, her plan in the last 10 minutes. Okay, Rich need to pay for broadband and people's college. All right, that's it. That's all. That's all, just those things and everything else. Man! And everything Got a cool fun segment here in a second. I'll give you three new polls. Just came out quickly from Quinnipiac. Colorado, Clinton 49, Trump 39. Isn't that fun? That's only 10 points. That's fun. Isn't that fun? That's not bad. That's fun. Um, Jeffy, you think that's fun? Excuse me, yeah. That's fun. Uh, Iowa is not. Iowa's been a pretty good polling state for Trump, actually. Um, He trails Clinton 47 44. 47 44. Isn't that fun? That's only three points. What does he get? Half the. The electoral votes if he loses by three? No, he gets none of them, but okay. still. Okay, that's I good. mean, still, he's close. And uh, Virginia, another swing state, important. Uh, mm-hmm. Clinton 50, Trump 38. So only the 12. Oh, that's only 12. Uh, so that's going so that's well. fun. Isn't that fun? That's fun, Trump supporters. Yeah. Trumpanistas, how do you feel about that? Uh, here's a mental floss. Uh, it's something that really is fun. Some movie anachronisms, little things that they, little mistakes they made, like things that don't fit. They're out of time and place. Um, like Back to the Future from 1985. Feels a little weird because this is a movie about time travel. But in Back to the Future, Marty McFly, who is stuck in 1955, probably didn't fix the DeLorean and hop forward to 1958 so he could pick up that guitar, which he's holding right, right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. It's a Gibson ES-345 guitar introduced in 1958. And he was in 1955. Uh, oh, boy. This happens. This happens. <laughs> Many people are going, wait a minute. That's a Gibson ES-345, which wasn't even built until 1958. That's three years out of time. First of all, guitar nerds, just like gun nerds, <laughs> probably are saying that. <laughs> probably. Um, however, I will say, uh, it's the one movie you have to excuse it. It's a freaking tri- time travel movie. Right, exactly. You got you to excuse yeah. it. That's right. Now, not the case in The Hurt Locker. came out in 2009. Okay. Uh, 
um, Oscar-winning war drama. Um, right. uh, the specialist Owen Elridge comments that a local man is filming him and getting ready to put me on YouTube. Uh-oh. Not the la- less the man had the DeLorean because the Hurt Locker is set in 2004. YouTube didn't get its start until 2005, which, think about that for a second. It's only been a year, 10 years or 11 years of YouTube. Uh, that's amazing. That seriously Incredible. is amazing. Incredible. 2005? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And the guy who came up with YouTube... Did that in his garage, too, right? Isn't, wasn't that another of those of garage thing. internet things? Mm. Uh, Forrest Gump uh, galloped through the 20th century history book, took him to uh, Vietnam War, into President Kennedy's White House, into the orbit of Apple. Lieutenant Dan invested in Gump's uh, shrimping money into the future tech behemoth, which would make uh, Gump a, bi- a millionaire if he still had the stock today, and if he were, uh, you know, real. Um, Except it looks like Lieutenant Dan got swindled. The letter Gump received from Apple thanking him for his investment is dated 1975, but Apple didn't go public until 1980. Oh, boy. No problem there. So minor. I know. How about Braveheart? Um, Obviously uh, best known. um, I mean, Mel Gibson's. uh, Classic movie. Maybe. They didn't have hair. He's got hair. They didn't have hair until 1863. It's true. Um, Look at that. That's stupid. mm -hmm. Um, His uh, the kilt, however, uh, apparently not right. Uh, Oh no. uh, The modern day kilt, according to uh, Scottish history, Mm -hmm. unknown before the 18th century. Really? Um, It was invented by an Englishman after the Union of 1707. And 13th uh, century freedom fighter William Wallace would probably have a difficult time finding one. Huh. Considering they didn't exist at the time. Okay. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kevin Costner. As Robin Hood and Morgan Freeman was Azim. Uh, Azim chastises Robin Hood for not knowing what a telescope is, asking him, how did your uneducated kind ever take Jerusalem? But while more technologically advanced than the British contemporaries, the Islamic world wasn't that far ahead. Telescopes weren't invented until 1608, 400 years after Robin Hood takes place. Yeah, but Robin Hood was way ahead of his time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> so then there's, uh, uh, then there's this. from uh, This is kind of a cool thing for the Olympics. We've got a couple of uh, Olympic stories here, too. Yeah, uh, sure. um, One is this uh, real-life thing, Jack Sock's sportsmanship. Jack Sock is a, an American tennis player, right? I don't know. I know America. He's playing Leighton Hewitt, who I recognized, but I don't. I I didn't. I didn't know Jack. Jack Sock. However, Um, he has a really cool moment. Is this in the Olympics or is this? I believe it is. I believe this is an Olympic moment, isn't it? You don't think so? When I saw it, it didn't look like. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're hearing it's Australia. Australia, That's probably not where the Olympics are taking place right now. No, but uh, watch this moment. This is. uh, This actually happened, and you never. I mean, this happens in golf. Outside of golf, I don't think it happens, but it happened here in tennis. Watch. He would, he would serve. Listen. Sock just told him it was in. You got to challenge it, and he's blown away. Look at that! That is really cool. I can't believe it. Leighton Hewitt can't believe it. He's challenging the call. And watch, they'll show the replay here. Uh, I mean, that's impressive. 
And he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. Nice. So he gave up the point. Come on, uh, man. I think he ended up losing that match, too. I That could make me cry. That's, That's great, awesome isn't it? That's awesome sportsmanship. Is really cool. And hard to do in tennis. Oh. I mean, you just get, get the point where you can, especially when it's a tough match. You're, uh, Leighton Hewitt's really good. Yep. I, I, Jack Sock, I'm not that familiar with. I think he's American because the only reason I know that is because I thought I saw him on the list of uh, Americans competing in in Rio now. So, but that's really cool. Nice uh, little. It would make sense why was that, why this all of a sudden popped up during the Olympics. Yeah, it would. Yeah. And uh, we also had a, an Olympic moment with the, the runners last night too. Oh, where sure the, did. The, the they ran into each the, other. And the American helped her up and stopped yeah. running in the race and just finished I, the race with her. They ran into saying, each other. And, and they look like you're going to make it. And they <laughs> fell really hard. I mean, really hard. One of them went down. The American stopped. She got up and stopped and then helped the other person who knocked her down get up. And then she was hurt too because her knee went out. And they helped each other across the finish line. Really oh, cool Olympic really cool. moment. That's it's kind of really cool. what it's supposed to be so all about. YouTube was uh, founded by three PayPal former employees. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And then they sold it a year later for $1.65 billion. That's a big garage. A year later. That's a big garage. And a, a, total, one, a, a terrible sale. Yeah. Right. I mean, in retrospect, it's worth true. way more than $1.6 now.